Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. Today's episode is with my good friend, Keith Yaki. Keith has been on the show before, and we actually dove into Marriage Game, his amazing and I, I would say life-changing approach to becoming the best version of the husband, the man, and the spouse that you want to be, and how to just simply have more sexual connection with your wife and to level up and to hold yourself to a higher standard. If you missed that episode, I'd highly recommend checking it out after you listen to this one. Today, we dove into something really, really interesting. Uh, a couple months ago, I was fortunate enough to attend Keith's speaking experience, uh, which, by the way, you can check out at speakingwithkeith.com. The link is in the description of this podcast. But I flew out to Dana Point, California, and spent uh, a jam-packed couple days with Keith and some other high-performing men. And we dove into the art and science behind becoming a great public speaker. I'll just tell you up front, speaking in public in front of you know even five people or 500 people has given me a lot of anxiety over the years. Now, I speak online all the time. I do videos literally every day. I have an audience live quite often throughout my week, but speaking in public is a different game. It requires some different skills. So uh, I had a live event back in March of 2023. Keith was actually one of the guest speakers there, and he got to not only speak, but also watch me speak and afterwards said, hey, dude, like you have everything it takes to be a world-class speaker, but I want to invite you out to my home basically, and teach you everything I know about how to be the best because I see some things that you're missing. And so I took him up on it and I invested in myself, went out there. And I will tell you right now, I've invested in a lot of coaching over the years, hundreds of thousands of dollars over the past decade or so. And this weekend was arguably the best investment I've ever made in terms of my professional skill set and really tackling an area that I had a lot of anxiety around. I came out of that weekend feeling really confident that I could speak in front of three people or 3,000 people or 3 million people if I needed to. And really, it just comes down to having a formula and also shifting your mindset around what it actually looks like to be a great public speaker. So I will say this, we dive into a ton in this episode. If you are someone who speaks in front of others or, hey, you just want to be a better conversationalist, you want to be better in your home, you want to be more engaging with your friends or your family, and you just want to command a room and command attention in a really, really powerful way, this episode will start to shift how you approach speaking in general. But if you are a go-getter, if you're a high achiever, if you're someone who's just like, listen, I want to be the best. I want to make a ton of money. I want to be successful. I want to be respected. I want to leave my mark on the world. You're going to most likely have to speak in front of people. And I would highly suggest getting out to Dana Point, taking Keith up on his offer to teach you everything he knows. You can actually get signed up for one of his upcoming experiences if you go to speakingwithkeith.com. Make sure when you speak to him and you have a consult about coming out, you mention me. You mention the podcast, mention Josiah, mention the True Transformation. Keith will take good care of you if you do that. So without further ado, 
this is a pretty long intro, but I wanted to make sure you know you're about to get some serious secret sauce. Without further ado, here is my great friend, Keith Yaki. All right, we're we're live, brother. You're good to go, man. Let's go, Josiah. Bro, I was just thinking about it as I was driving over here. Okay, so I went and got a pump because pump's the best. And um, I was actually with Hewitt. Hewitt happens to be in town. So we went and got some pump on and was listening to some Credence Clearwater Revival as I'm driving back over to the man cave. And I'm thinking, damn, Josiah and, have I, Josiah and I have had some really cool times really fast. Yeah. Like our, our first podcast together was just, we just instantly clicked. And then um, the bare knuckle fighty, like how do you not bond over just men beating <laughs> the shit out of each other with no gloves on? First live fight I've ever been to in my life too. Dude. And that's, that's the pinnacle, man, as far as sphincter, sphincterville. And then um, what a great time we had at your event. I got to see you in your event and speak there and all the things. And then you came out and did the speaking thing. I was like, shit, dude, we've, and then you were even out here before with uh, when you guys were on our podcast, like that's a lot of like, like cool ass memories in a very short amount of period of time, man. I don't normally do that with human beings, but I was realizing like, and I, I knew I liked Josiah, but like, fuck, we got already have cool fucking memories, man. Dude, a hundred percent. And you know, what's funny is uh, those are big, those are big memories, but I even had a, a moment where I got to watch you uh, hit, hit some waves and uh, oh, yeah. it rekindled a love for not just surfing, but bodyboarding. And uh, I've been just obsessed with getting back out and, and getting my, uh, getting my barrels going again, dude. I I'm like, I'm like counting the days. Cause it's summertime here finally in Virginia. Yeah. And so, uh, Virginia beach is a couple hours from me. And, uh, you know, as soon as I get noticed that the waves are going to be good, I'm, I'm jetting down there, man. But that's due to you just getting, getting out there and, and seeing you do it. I was like, man, it's never too late to just get back to it, man. It was the reverse that you saw on my story that got you going, isn't it? It's the reverse, yeah. the yeah. big chunky reverse. <laughs> That was filthy, man. That was filthy. I've been, uh, you know, because your social media starts to curate things that you watch a lot of. And so I've just been getting hit with like all these swell videos of, of guys just dropping in, you know, crazy so stuff. Obviously not not something I could do right now, but something I could get back to for sure. 100%, man. Crazy Dude. memories, man. Crazy. Yeah. And, and what's also wild, man, is like your circle and mine have some some crossover i know like taylor welch is a good buddy of yours and he's a good buddy of mine too and uh what's awesome though is just getting to know you over the past few months i've actually gotten to know some really awesome people too just through you like mark jennison is like one of my good friends now and i'm literally just texting him right now (laughs) before the show chopping it up man and that was a guy i met over at the bare knuckle fight with you we shared a cab back together um yeah. So just crazy, bro. So Cody crazy. was in that cab too, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Cody and I rekindled a friendship because we had lost touch over the past, you know, we'll call it like three or four years, but we knew each other years ago That's and cool. we just, you know, due to life and being too busy, uh, we lost touch, but that was, that was a great chance for us to rekindle a friendship, man. So yeah, amazing stuff. Well, look what we gave your audience right here. We showed them that you can meet new people. They can become good friends and you can vibe out and, and do cool shit. So I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Most importantly, man, you know, last time we 
spent time together uh, was really a life-changing moment for me. Uh, I say that because one of my greatest fears, and I know a lot of people share this fear, and, and people will laugh when I say this because I'm literally in front of people virtually every single day, you know, yeah. thousands of people on a Facebook live, thousands of people on social media, and I'm live just talking and explaining and educating people on things. But one of my biggest fears is speaking in front of people, mm. even to the point I've actually never said this before. So this is, this is a, a little, a little nugget for you. A hot take, a hot take. Uh, I've actually been so afraid of speaking that even at like birthday parties for my wife or an anniversary where I get up and make a toast inside. I am like shaking, like mm. I'm having a seizure, bro. Right. Yeah. I am just like, holy crap. I am so mm. scared. And I, I know what I want to say. And I hope, and, and of course, afterwards, everyone's like, oh, that was really good. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> Was it though? Are you being nice? Is it cold in here or am I nervous? Right. <laughs> um, so it was, it was an opportunity to spend a couple of days with you and learn how to conversate in front of any amount of people, whether it was like we did three or four guys in a room, or I don't know, it was like seven guys in a room, high-performing guys and upwards of 7,000 or 70,000 people. Um, learning your framework for that was life-changing. So I'm excited to have you back because I know people are like, ooh, more married game stuff. And I'm just like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> different. It's different this today. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when you came out, that was the first time we did it. I, I had, I've taught people how to speak before and like that type of thing, but there was other nuances and things that I had discovered over the last year and a half that I realized, shit, I can make this bold statement. You can become great at speaking within 48 hours guaranteed. I knew it in my heart that I could do it. And it was that simple line, quit giving presentations and start having conversations. That's what unlocked my brain to go. Every one of these motherfuckers is good at having a conversation with a human being. Why do they get so fucking weird and awkward and embarrassed to have a conversation with multiple human beings? And it's because nobody looks at giving a speech or a talk or anything as a conversation. They think it's a presentation. And that was the biggest thing we had to chip away on almost all you guys. But as soon as it chipped away, dude, bro, I was just telling this to Hewitt on the way over here because he was he read his first speech. And by <laughs> his third speech, I felt he looked like he was as comfortable up there as anybody. 100%. But, but same with you, dude. You didn't read your first piece, but how nervous you were and all this. Like, and we're going to show, I, I, it's, we're making it right now, the first minute of your first speech and then one minute, the greatest minute of your third speech. Oh, man. And it's, like, it's almost going to be like a before and after, like a, a, like a, a, a fat to fit pick. <laughs> but dude, true. And, and when I saw when you left that video testimonial for us, like this was the most transformative two days. It, it all hit me like, oh my God, dude, that saved you. I don't know how many years, but within four, so I, it was this big hunch I knew inside Josiah and, and you, and I think there was five other guys here, maybe Jesse. So it was like, it was, it was a small room. A couple of other guys pay, couldn't make it. We're doing it again. And uh, Taylor actually is coming out to this one. And oh, wow. And, and John came out to the other one. So, like, I really did build this for my, my best friends. Like, hey, you guys, I need you to get good because it's actually within you. It's super fucking easy if you just do this. 
And then to watch you guys do it, it just steal it in my heart. I'm like, I can, I, I know this works. And dude, being able to communicate in front of a, a group and leadership, speaking and leadership are inextricably woven together. You can't pull them apart. And so watching you guys literally just do, hey, and the fucking balls you guys had to put yourself through that embarrassment, the, 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 how would you describe it, bro? I, I mm. honored the hell out of you guys, even before you, I gave you guys all a handwritten note. Cause I knew what you were going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, the best way I can describe it is it was, it was like going through boot camp, but knowing what you had to go through ahead of time in a sense. Right. But going through it where everyone that was there was going through it too, but knew what you had to do, but knew we're here to critique every move you make, right? So like if I'm going through boot camp, I'm critiquing your form, I'm critiquing your attitude, I'm critiquing like the minute you wake up and the minute you go to bed, like everything is under a microscope, but in a, such an intimate environment where you know the other guys are great at what they do. Yeah. You know, we weren't, there was nobody there who isn't a, a, an A player, right? Yeah. And it was all people who want to get better, but you knew going in, like you knew the test, <laughs> but you didn't have the answers. You just knew like, Hey, I, I know what the test is going to be on. And I know everybody there is going through the same thing. And they're going to be critiquing me every second I'm there. It was high pressure, man, high stakes, high pressure. If I, if I had to do it again, I, I'd obviously, well, I'm going to do it again, but you know, I, I would tell anybody who has a fear of, of speaking is there, I think in our minds, our biggest fear is speaking in front of a large group of people, but I'll tell you what, I was shocked at how nervous I was to speak in front of a, such a small group of guys, right? Yeah. Like in a small setting, knowing like, Hey, we're there to learn how to do this at a high level. Yeah, man. If if you want to get better at it, that's that is like the ultimate place to put yourself in, bro. It, I I know. I agree, <laughs> and I felt nervous for you guys, and that's why I opened up the thing. I won't ruin it for anybody that they, they do decide to come. How I open it up to put you guys not so much at ease, but just to let you know, hey, by the way, I've been through exactly what you're about mm. ready to go through. And I credit my ability to go through that with my ability to speak and communicate at such a high level that it just took so much trust on your guys' behalf to truly trust the process. And that's why, like my respect for all the guys who went through it, it's kind of like one of those things if, and you run a lot of these like Spartan races, high rock, you do a lot of that. Like if, if you guys kind of have a triathletes are the best at this, you're kind of like, or Iron Man, you're like you either are or you aren't, and if you're not one of us, you don't understand, and that's the truth. Like I don't understand an Iron Man, mm. and I would never even pretend to. But because I went through it, and because I, you guys trusted the process, and and ultimately I knew you were trusting me. It was so beautiful to watch the payoff for every one of you guys be just as much as the stress and the stakes were. The payoff was that times. Like, if you think about it, I was talking to Hewitt about it because he obviously went through it. That's how you guys know each other for the audience going, who the fuck is Hewitt? Hewitt yeah. went through this, the thing too as well. And he read his first speech off of his phone. That's how bad he was. And then by 
by speech three, it was like, this guy's as comfortable as anybody, bro. The fact that you got that payoff, you now have that the rest of your life. And that's why I was talking to Hude about, I'm like, the rest of your life, you will know how to, nothing will actually scare you anymore. Yeah. Because Josiah, remember I was telling you, like, I purposefully made this as tough as I possibly could for you. Small room, awkward. It's an awkward room unless it's evenly filled. But if it's odd, if it's, we all, remember we all sat over here. Uh, your second speech, you're like, fuck, they're all over on the other side. What happened? <laughs> it was that exposure is the gateway to expansion. And all of you guys, you specifically, but everybody played so full out and so willing. If I gave you a suggestion, you did it to a T. And then some of the suggestions, like I did it, but it didn't feel like me. And this would feel like me. I'm like, that's exactly right. Yeah. But now, you know, so it, it was just, um, it was like this mix of like super, courageous ability to ex expose your guys self and also your adaptability to take what I told you and to literally go back up and give the same speech, but give it in a totally different way. It, my hats are off to you guys, but I, it, I'm so glad it was you guys because you did so fucking amazing that it made me believe. Well, it's not like you had a ton of speaking experience before this, Josiah. That's what the crazy thing. Yeah, I coming into well, it, it's funny because I think a lot of us online who do what we do, right? We're we're in front of a camera a lot. I think we get this false sense that we do speak in front of people a lot. You know, mm -hmm. we we think, oh, I I actually do this a lot. Like I'll even catch myself saying, like, oh, I speak in front of people all the time. No, you fucking don't, dude. <laughs> yeah, you 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 have a safety net built in, which is the computer, the phone. You know, you you think you're giving a talk, but really what you're doing is is you're you're just almost having a conversation with yourself, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit curated. It's not like if something goes wrong, you could just hit the stop button. You know, you could just go, oh, whoops, I lost service or whatever. There's always like that psychological piece out. that, yeah, exactly. You have an out in the room that you created. There was no getting out, dude. <laughs> we were in a we were in an escape room and the only way out was to give three speeches right yeah. um i think one, one thing i wanted to ask you about dude everybody's now totally afraid they're like i am not going <laughs> fuck in the escape room I'm out of here. No, I love well, no, it, dude. Let, let me say this though because though, man. those two days despite being one two of the most uncomfortable days i've had definitely had the most fun i've had in a long time because your background is unique. You have the stand-up, which I want to talk about, the stand-up background, the stand-up comedy background, which I would argue is probably the hardest way to present, right? Hardest way to give a talk or however you want to say it. Hardest way to speak in front of people. Yeah. Along with a lot of the business background and giving talks and, and having events and things where you're you're doing things completely for business and real estate and all that. So you have like such a mix. And I want to talk about that and how it's influenced this and giving you the opportunity to be so good at helping guys like me get past that fear. Cool, man. I, I love it. As we kind of dive in, I think it would be good for us to, um, or at least for me to say this, like some people might be listening is like, I'm not going to be giving any public speeches. So this isn't for me. And, and I would caution you against thinking that and simply say this, you're always giving public speeches. Mm. That's why 
it, it, it's a very small room. We won't let more than 10 in at a time. I think this next one, we, uh, we're going to be right about there. But it's very simple. If you're at a boardroom and you're trying to convince people to take action anywhere, if you have a one to two or three, four coaching people you're coaching, we showed how this actually, uh, it changes how you will run your coaching calls. Like it changes your frame. So actually all of us are giving public speeches every single day. And one of the major things about stop giving presentations and start having conversations, what we discovered was it actually makes you a better conversationalist. Even when you're just meeting with somebody one-on-one rather than talking at them, you start to talk with them. So, yep. there, so if anybody's tuning out, because you don't think you're a public speaker, I would encourage you to to lean in because you're going to learn quite a bit about actually how human dynamics work. And that will will help you in anything you do. Sales meeting, team meeting, training, or unless you're going to go speak to thousands of people, it's the same exact thing once you boil it down. So I agree with you a thousand percent because coming at, I'm not going to give away the, the good stuff, even though I, I will just show you something real quick. And those who are, who are can't see this contains all the gold. <laughs> this is this this right here is powerful stuff. This is worth millions of dollars in my hand here. This is how this is all the notes that you 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 so generously gave me in our two days. But I'm not going to give away all the secret sauce because this is this is honestly uh, the most valuable part of what I do now in terms of of how I present. But what I will say is that yes, public speaking is going to go up. In terms of your skill set, it's going to it's going to skyrocket. It's going to be like the hot stock, you know, immediately coming out of what what you put together. But for me, what I've noticed right out of the gate is just how I communicate to everybody is better, right? Including my kids, including my wife. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your friend and I want you to fill up your class forever. I'm saying that because it's true. Like I literally have found that on my coaching calls, which I do every Thursday at one o'clock with our coaching group, the way I frame the conversation is entirely different now. Yeah. And I never go into any, any situation where I have to have a conversation with somebody worried about what am I going to say? Even this podcast yeah. I didn't need to prepare a ton of notes for this. Why? Yeah. Because I have the framework now. Yeah. And I know what I want to ask you, stories we could tell, like all the things that go into the framework, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the cool part too is now I get to watch people I like to watch speak, like you and and Ed Milet, who I I was introduced to at our our our, our weekend. Someone said they were their favorite speaker. So I started watching a lot of them and I see why they do things. And I see yeah. how they do things. So my learning ability is faster now. Ooh, right? like, yeah. ooh, I'm like, ooh, I can pick up on why he did that. Yeah. You, know? you start so to anyway. see the psychology of why, why, why they're so effective. And if you desire to be effective as well, then learn the strategy and also apply it. Mm, mm. Yeah. Right? Like even in the text that we were going back and forth, like I was watching because you, you know, I know the guys who go to your, your, your two day experience we'll get video, you know, of, of them doing it. And I was watching my first speech that I gave and I said, man, I can totally see why, <laughs> why it was so awful, you know, and, and that's okay. Like, but it's such yeah. a good thing. Cause before I could never tell, I was like, Oh, I'm just nervous. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. But there's also so many other things. Like I could have been nervous. Cause as well, as you'll, 
I'm sure to tell everyone being nervous isn't necessarily abnormal. No, but, it's actually very normal. Yeah, it's normal. But I was like, it's not the nerves that's the problem. Yeah. It's something completely different. So anyway, yeah, I want to talk about your your stand-up comedy background combined with your, you know, your your business background, how that's shaped what you do. You bet, man. I love it. Well, I, I want to say one more thing though before yeah. we go on, and that was this you and the other guy's ability to hear the harsh reality of truth. I think that that is a skill and it is a thing that very few people have because we are all so in love with our story and so in love with our lies. But what I've discovered is truth is the trailhead. Truth is the trailhead and everything wild and amazing happens after you admit the truth. And that is so fucking hard for somebody to do, especially if you're already kind of doing your thing. Like, it's not that it's not that you're like, I'm going to go broke unless I become good at public speaking. You're, you're like, I'm good, but I, I'm good in my life, but I like, I want to be great. And to be great, I know I have to be a good communicator. And I hired this guy who I watch and go, this is an excellent fucking communicator. And if he's telling me something, even if it hurts my heart and my pride, which everything I told you guys did hurt your heart and your pride because it fucking hurt my heart and my pride to tell it to you. Cause I know if I was on the other end, it would have hurt my heart and my pride. And I go, but you guys took it. And then you went immediately and deployed it instantly. And you're like, Oh, now I see why you told me that. And it's like, dude, it, it, I, I got to give you a lot of fucking kudos for that, man. It is. Most people don't are, are they, they, they say they're lovers of truth unless it's their truth you expose. And that is not what we like as humans. We like to have a thing. And you guys all said, fuck that. It's mm -hmm. obvious if I'm good at this or not. It's obvious you're great at this. Fucking show me how. And dude, you you played full out. That is, that's the actual secret sauce. Because I could have told you what to do. If you didn't do anything, then you wouldn't have fucking got any better. True. Yeah, I mean, it's just like fitness, right? It's like, Hey, listen, we wouldn't be having this conversation if you were Mr. Six Pack, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. it's we're having it because you're not where you want to be and you see that I'm where you want to be or maybe people associate with me are where you want to be. Yeah. So let's just talk. Let's figure this shit out. Man. Exactly. And that was that that I mean, but I will say and this is a lesson. I think someone should write this down anytime. And I, I, this is a big takeaway from our, our weekend that we spent together for me. This is nothing to do with speaking necessarily, but it's it, it was powerful. And I use it with my coaching clients now. You said, let's just agree that, hey, up front, I am going to critique everything you do, but I'm not here to be critical and to bring you down and criticize you. I'm here to critique you. Yeah. And that just was like that phrase alone, like <laughs> you use that on my wife. Now I don't know. I might have to change the language around just a little bit. <laughs> it's not very sexy, Yeah. but you know, Hey, can I give you feedback? Cause I love you. Not because I'm here to bring you down, make you feel like shit. Yeah. That was basically what you said. And it was like, Oh, from everything from here on out, it's fair game because the rules have been set. The game is, is now is set and it made so much sense. But dude, it, it was this concept of listen, and dude, I, you heard it perfectly. The concept is it's better for you to fuck up here from somebody who loves you and wants you to get better. And I'll tell you not, hey, you're a fuck up. 
but I'm going to tell you, here's why you fucked up and you don't have to next time. And if you just submit to that, you'll be better next time to where this is no longer a, a, a thing that you're making us all have to endure through. So it's better to fuck up in front of me because I, I know if I know you can do this and I'm going to show you how. And, and you're just you're just making a left turn when you should make a right because the left turn is the one you've always made. But if you do the right one, you'll get it. And then you'll be like, why did I ever make a left turn? You're like, well, I get it. But mm. so it was your ability to be able to hear that, receive that. And that's what, exactly what, that's why I shared the story I shared with you guys when I opened up. I won't share it here. Because I wanted you guys to know that, hey, guess what? <laughs> I've been through what you've been through, and you're going to fucking love it. So, yeah. As yeah, a father, bro. that's a huge one, too. Yeah. I so quickly want to critique my kids, but I have to set the frame. Yeah. You know, like, hey, dude, you know, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> so stop doing dumb shit, right? Yeah. Like. But I'm I'm here to tell you because I've made every mistake you've made and hopefully plenty of mistakes you'll never make. Yeah. But I gotta I gotta you know guide you because I love you and I and I you don't have to you don't have to keep screwing up over here, dude. You know, like yeah. with sports, I do this all the time with my kids. You know, you don't have to stop. You can stop. You know, <laughs> taking bad shots. Let me show yeah. you something, right? Yeah. Um, or you know, like, or even like, hey, what's going through your head when you're making that shot? Mm. What, what, what is your decision process? I want to hear what it is. So that way, if, if you have an old decision process that I used to have that caused me to miss shots, I can tell you why that's not working and you'd want to do this. Mm. And so again, it's that asking and getting the feedback. What do you take? What, what do you, and then they might say, I don't think anything, dad, just go fuck off. And then you go, okay, cool. Right now is not the time to implant the seed. Yeah. No problem. But you could have like a good little hook and says, well, if you want to stop missing shots, let me know. And I'll, and I'll, I'll show you what I did to stop missing shots. And then they can, he's going to lay in bed at night going, fuck, I'm missing shots. My dad doesn't miss shots. I don't want to miss shots. Fuck. And then what did he, he then comes to you and goes, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of missing shots. What were you thinking? We all have a pride and ego. None of us yeah. like to be told what to do. No, but nobody. Hmm. So that's why I have to set the context that I'm dealing with a room full of winners. Only winners come in here and say, I'm willing to expose myself at the highest level so that I can reach the highest level. That's a fucking winning mentality all day long. And so um, you got to set the frame. Listen, I already know you're a fucking winner. Let me show you how you're going to win more. Th th these are all success principles, really. But, you know, beautiful. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking I'm glad that it translated for you. Big time. Yeah. I, afterwards, I was like, wow, you know, obviously coming out of it, it's just speaking as a fear has now been downgraded to just something that I'm excited to do more of, right? Yeah. Where can I find opportunities to, to go get more at bats? Because, yeah. you know, th that's, that is what, you know, instead of being like, Oh God, I, you know, I got this talk coming up and fuck, I just don't want to fuck up. Right. Yeah. That was my mentality before. Now it's like, okay, cool. Like, give me, give me some at bats. Let me, let me, let me get out there and practice because yeah, I'm not going to ever, I, now I can be the artist, you know, and I can say, yeah. okay, I'm going to do this and this, and let's just let it flow because I have the the framework that you gave. Um, yeah. It just, it allows like the best way I could put it. And then we'll talk about your background eventually. Maybe we won't, to be honest. Maybe just, I just like landing. hanging out with you and talking about this is such a cool moment for us. Yeah, dude. Watching like, that happen right fucking there. This, this kind of banter is the comfort level that you helped create for, for, for speaking in front of people yeah. because 
going into the next time I speak in front of, you know, whoever, this is the the level of energy I'm going to bring, you yeah. know, um, because this is all it really has to be. That's yeah. what's going to make the biggest impact. It's yeah. not going to be the PowerPoint or me, you know, saying the greatest quote of all time, which someone will probably forget two minutes later anyway. Yeah. It, it's going to be, man, that guy was just fucking great at talking with me. Yeah. You know, and and he helped me and honestly helped the audience learn a ton, but also build the experience for everybody too, which I thought yeah. was brilliant. You know, like I don't want to give away too much stuff, man. We <laughs> you know, here's here, here's the other thing is we could actually give it all away if we wanted to. Yeah. I'm just saying, like we could. Sure. Because the magic is you getting your ass here and me seeing you do the thing. That's the yeah. other thing about a lot of speaking classes is you might get a chance to do a like three minute speech and then we give you a bunch of notes and you're gone. Dude, it's three, 10 minutes. It's the same speech. You give us 10 minutes. I really want to see you flush it out. And then we go, okay, cool. I like these things. Let's change these things. By the way, here's the formula. Put your shit into it now. Oh, and then it's the next time we go through and like, okay, cool. All right, let's change. Bro, you get three 10 minute speeches in front of somebody who knows exactly what he's looking for and believes in you more than anybody. Like, I believe in you, dude. That's why I said the thing. I'm like, hold on, you're saying this, but your body says this. Change that. And now it's super believable. Like, fuck, that was it? You're like that. And then we all do it. And everyone goes, yeah, that 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 was actually, that was it. You're like, yep. how can it be that? And it's like, well, I don't know what it fucking is. <laughs> dude, a hundred percent. And like here, the crazy thing is just people listening are like 10 minutes. That doesn't seem like enough time. And let me tell you, it's very quick. <laughs> 10 minutes goes by like that. But the cool part is if you can knock out 10 minutes, which obviously there's, there's big time reasons why it's only 10 minutes, but that 10 minute speech could be a 10 minute speech whenever, wherever it could also be probably a five minute one, to be honest, but it could also be a two hour one. Yeah. You know, you could take that 10 minutes and turn it into an all day event. Yeah. Like that's how powerful it is. And that's, I think what, what, uh, what, what, what it made me realize is 10 minutes is enough for me to make a powerful point, but also more importantly, have people walk away feeling like they were really involved. Yeah. Right. The people I'm, I'm presenting to or talking to or, or, or having a conversation with, they're like, wow, that was a powerful 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, like I need more of this guy, right? So someone out there who's like, well, I don't give public talks. Cool. If you have 10 minutes to make a, uh, an impression, you know, you, you have 10 minutes and that's all you got. And you're like, boom, that person or whoever you had the opportunity with for 10 minutes is now going to go, man, I want more of that person. Yeah. That was, that wasn't enough, dude. Give me, give yeah. me the hour, you know, give yeah. me the three hours, bro. I want to, can you come out and just be with us all day? Exactly. <laughs> you can work for us permanently like that. That's. <laughs> That's, you know, that's really what it did for me. You know, it was like, I can break, I can get cut out all the bullshit, you know, and let's just be me and be powerful and, and help someone in 10 minutes and boom. Yeah. And, and that help word is key too, man. I think that, you know, we talk about speech, cutting that word out, cutting out presentation. But for me, it wasn't just conversation. It was like, I want to, I want to, I want to help somebody help. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to make someone's life more valuable. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's you already have all the stuff to help human beings. Anybody listening to this is like they're an expert at what they think or they have the thing that they help people with or whatever. It's like you already have that. 
And what I saw for a lot of my friends, and as you came in and started becoming my close friend, I'm like, wait, I really like this guy. He's got a beautiful fucking message. What a beautiful community you have. Such amazing people. It's like, he, he his presentation of his helping thing is causing people not to be helped the way they could. Mm. So it's like, you've got this beautiful gold that you're diluting by the time it gets there only because you don't know how to present it in a way that's natural, normal, and the way people love to receive it. And that's why like quit giving presentations. You nobody gives a presentation at a, a fucking dinner table. They, they have conversations that can be healthy and healing and helpful, which is so like, that's the guy, the guy that's everybody in here was already great at helping and healing people. It's just, you were getting in your own way. And, and, and that was, remember the biggest thing is like, guys, you like, you're like, uh, we can talk about a couple of things where it's like, sometimes you guys would give a speech and you're like, Oh, fucking sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me get back to my thing. And it's like, when have you ever done that at the kitchen table with your buddies? <laughs> Never. Yeah. And then you're like, and I said, guys, I mess up in my talks all the time. I asked the audience, Hey, what's the next, what, what was I talking about? Oh, dude, this was the most, uh, this is arguably top three moment for me. Okay. Cause that's one of my biggest fears is for, I, I am, uh, I'm not the world's best organize, organization person in my head. Okay. okay. I, I'm creative. I'm like, yeah. fucking let me, and it, it gave me, it took the shackles off, dude. It's like, you can fucking be creative. Like yeah. you don't have to be like this robotic. Okay. What point a point one, a point one B it, you could go in with points. Cause I have my system, right? Like you yeah. have your five dials. I have my three M's. Yeah. And my, my 5M super system, right? For people who want to get in shape. Super system. So sick, dude. <laughs> right? Speech is over, bro. Just fucking, where do I sign up? Yeah. Um, but your your five dials are powerful because, you know, you could you could go from dial one to dial five to dial three to dial. Like you could fucking dance all over the place and still make it powerful and, and, and exciting and also really valuable, extremely valuable. Yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to go into my, my talk and... I'm going to have this script. And if I fuck up at, you know, 10 minutes in, oh my gosh, the world is over. I'm done. Cancel all my social media accounts. Like I'm yeah. going back to work at corporate, <laughs> right? Like that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. It was a simple phrase that you taught me. You said, dude, if you ever forget, like, just go, Hey, where, where was I getting? Someone help me out. Where was I? And you, you could call someone out and they're going to be like, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Or if they don't know, you're going to be like, man, here I was thinking you were listening the whole time. All right. What about you? Exactly. Right. And you can have some fun with it. Yeah. And they're, the audience is going to tell you where you were. Hey, you were talking about movement and why it's so, oh yeah. Okay. Dude, they don't give a shit. It <laughs> feels more forgot. real. Yeah. And, and if, but if I'm like, oh man, guys, you, forgive me. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. I feel like such an idiot. I am so sorry. Can you guys give me a minute? They're going to be like, what yeah. the hell is going on here? This is really awkward. When's the timeshare coming out? <laughs> <laughs> when are you selling me the timeshare, bro? Right. Like, hold on. This guy had a, a prepared script. Hold on. I thought yeah. we were having a conversation. I thought this guy was having fun. Yeah. Nope. So that alone, I could go into a, a, a podcast and you know have this whole thing like, oh, yeah, I want to make sure I hit on this, this, and this. And I'm going to probably forget where we were. Keith, where, dude, where were we, man? We're having too much fun. Where were we? Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, we were talking about this. Yeah, cool. Boom. And we're right back into it. And there's no awkwardness and there's no, you know, life ending experience. Yeah. So that was huge, man. And that can be used for shit. I could be given a $10 million presentation to someone who, you know, wants to invest in my business. 
and I could forget where I was and say, guys, like we like to have fun right here. I forgot where, where were we? Tell me where, tell me where we were. Yeah. And, but it's also about the energy too. Energy. You know, it's like, Hey, I, I got, I got big dick energy, dude. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, where were we? Tell me yeah. where we were from. Like, not like, Oh gee, man, do you, do you mind? Like, ah, I'm such an idiot. I forgot where we were. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, I am having too much fun in this, this podcast. Where were we, Keith? I fucking forget yeah. where we were, man. And you're like, Oh, boom. This guy's a stud, right? Let's like, go, dude. it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's you. That's your teaching. But that's that's the most interesting thing is because when we say stop having pre giving presentations, start having conversations. That's why I knew you guys could get good so fast because you already knew how to have conversations. So it's like we it's actually there's things we had to strip away from you. And it was bad. You know, it was a uh, old teaching fear. And um, ha bad habits, per se. But it was the perspective more than anything. And that is. All right. That's why people get so nervous. That's why like, if you, if you would be nervous, if Oprah, Richard Branson, Tony Robbins and Mark Cuban were in the room giving your talk, then there, there's a way for you not to be that. There's a way for you to get excited. I'm like, oh, I, I want to talk to those four motherfuckers. Those are four motherfuckers that could actually move the needle for the yeah. thing I'm trying to help people with. And guess what? I know they need help with that. And if they don't, I'm going to find out in the first 30 seconds because of X, Y and Z that I teach you here. And you're like, well, you know what? I'm the wrong person to give this talk. Oprah, get up. You tell them what's going on. Like, and to be really comfortable with that. Yeah. You know how fucking powerful you have to be to be like, you know what? Let's let's say we talk about becoming a billionaire. And they go, hey, Keith, we want you to talk about that. And I go up and I and I go, hey, guess what? I ain't a billionaire. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I'm sitting with four of them. Any one of you guys, hey, I would be, all right, we're going to hear talk about how to become a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire, but the four of you are. So we're going to start each of you. Give me your best, best, re, best thing on how to become a billionaire. Go ahead. Perfect. 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 Awesome. Did any of you guys, and then you know, dude, you could literally give a speech to four billionaires on how to yeah. become a billionaire without being a billionaire. If you know how to have the con and for them for to walk out of there and go, that was fucking cool. Yeah. And then you get all the credit as the speaker. Anyway, it's, it's, I, you know how excited I get about this and how ramped up I get about it. But it's, dude, it's every, it's the energy's everything. And the big line that we talk about is people, uh, people help, uh, people support what they help create. Mm. People support what they help create. If you can give a presentation that's unique to them because you asked them questions, they gave you answers, and now you're dialoguing, they almost are like, fuck your points, dude. Get back into the conversation you were having with Jeff about that because I was seeing a lot about me. Because I'm not worried because you're talking to Jeff and my ego's down. Now all your shit is going into my heart and I'm learning because mm. Jeff is getting interrogated, so to speak. Yeah. Dude, it's there's all this stuff that nobody's talking about. And yet it's why these conversations are so damn powerful. Most people think they have to go into uh, a presentation and talk the whole time. And that's so far from the truth. Yeah. You know, in fact, the next time I get a chance, I can't wait. I, I'm going to speak at Mark Mark's event. I think you and I do. We might be speaking at the same event. I'm not sure. That would be oh, a yeah. fucking epic moment, man. But Hell yeah, bro. just because I love watching you speak and I know you'll get to watch me and then give me more critiques Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> selfishly. Hell yeah. But um, dude, look at that change, though. Look at that energy change. You now can't wait for the exposure because you go. Yeah. Oh, you were even saying. Dude, I got to come back, bro. Like, I, I want to come back. <laughs> well, because the frame, oh, I am coming back. That, that's yeah. a, you know, for those 
those wondering, you'll you'll see me in another one of Keith's two day, maybe even a third because it's so good. Yeah, um, if I can get, get better and better. And I told yeah, you the next phase is the artistic phase. Now that you got the fundamentals, now we get to move into the art, which will make you more uniquely Josiah Novak than you've ever been, which will make people even love you all the more, which is crazy to think because I your community fucking. They didn't give a shit about me at all. They're like, get the guy. Yeah, great speech. Funny as fuck. Thank you. Bring on Josiah. We love that guy. Yeah. No, it's true. And and it's, cool it's um it's crazy, but the uh yeah, man, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying where uh, was. Mark's speech, Mark's speech. Yeah, yeah. So the next time I get a chance to give a talk, it it's it's really about creating the experience with the audience, yeah. you know, like the next time I get a chance to speak in front of my crew at a live event, you know, I'm already like, man, they're going to be talking the whole time, right? They're going to be interacting. They're going to be giving me stuff to play with. Right. And I'm going to be just kind of facilitating and guiding, but it's not me up there having to memorize, uh, which this is what happened, you know, at, at my last live event, I memorized a 60 minute speech, bro. Yeah. I mean, that is insane, You're right? You're a wild man. Wild, bro. I like to live on the wild side, right? Yeah, you do. Whew. And boy, <laughs> it did not go great, right? It went okay. But like looking back on it now, I'm like, man, I ha- all I had to do was memorize three, three little things, dude. Three little things, which by the way, I've memorized for the past 10 years. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Got my you stories. Yeah. Got my, my stories. Got my questions that I, that I'd love to ask people in the audience you know, just got, got it all. And and all I needed was the framework. Right. But I was going to say this about coming back to, to the two days is the reason why I want to come back is I truly believe if you can talk in that room, if you can have a conversation in that room in front of the people there and, and do well and get better. Oh dude, it's easy from there, bro. Like yeah. there is, that is the hardest one you'll give, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, maybe it, it, maybe because right. I haven't done stand up. I've yet. done tons. <laughs> this is the hardest room, hardest one. Like, and I I like that. That's a challenge for people who are like, I'm really great at speaking. Come on out. We'd love. Oh, let's go. I yeah, would love see. to. I only I, whether you're new or old or however you've done along this, there is room for growth. Big time. I could even see like. You know, I mean, even if an Ed Milet showed up, right? I mean, the guy is great, right? He'd probably fucking smash it. And we'd all be like, oh my God, we're not worthy, right? But like, (laughs) we'd probably still go, you know what, dude? Your opener, like you should have asked something, right? Like, (laughs) that's going to be like, you fuckers, right? He's like, hey, listen, I make $200,000 a speech. I'm fucking good, guy. Yeah, I just made $200,000 blinking. So I'm out, Yeah. right? So yeah, but still. We, if nothing else, you can watch a fucking world-class speaker and go, I bet you if he did this, it would be just a little better. And yeah. you can then take that and put it into your own, yeah. your own style and your own yeah. game. Yeah. But like, dude, stand-up comedy, I do want to ask you about it because okay. it's my favorite thing. Um, yeah. I used to have uh, a to-do list for our new clients and on it would be to watch five minutes of stand-up comedy every day. Because okay, because laughter is like just just the best way to get into a besides going maybe going for a walk and laughter together probably the best yeah. the two best things to improve your mood. Amen. But stand up comedy is your thing, and you've you've done a lot of it. I want to know how that has made you a better conversationalist, a better speaker. Okay, so 
uh, I had done a lot of presentations. I was a pastor at one point in time, so I'd, I'd given a lot of quote unquote talks, a lot of Bible studies, a lot of interaction, a lot of a lot of time in front of a crowd. Played guitar in a band in front of a crowd mm. for a very long time. I was used to being in front of people, and but the one thing I noticed, I loved stand up comedy as well, from Dane Cook all the way. I mean, I just love them all, back to the Carlin, just you name them. I love the stand up comedy. I've read every book on stand up comedy. Uh, I love stand-up comedy, and I realized it was something that I was really afraid to do. Because if ever you've given a talk or a speech and you make people laugh in front of you all together, it's a great fucking feeling. Even if you're at a party and everybody's laughing at what you said, I don't that that's an unrivaled feeling. It's really special. And um, I thought, well, man, I love doing that, but how how can I become funny on demand? That's what I want to be. How do I become funny on demand? And I was super scared to try stand-up comedy. And then I met this guy who, who, who I, uh, I knew at the gym. He was a property manager. And he doesn't come across as like a super bright dude. He's a sharp guy. He's a, he's a hustler. But you don't listen to him talk and go, well, why, why isn't he running for president? You know what I mean? You just, well, any, well I guess you think that now. But anyway, it's like, it's, um, you just go, wow, he's goofy looking. Talks a little interesting. And he's actually a really sharp guy. You just don't, that's not his first impression. Hmm. And he goes, dude, I'm doing stand up comedy. And I'm like, and it hit me. Fuck. I, I've been wanting, I've been too afraid to do stand up comedy. And if this guy can do it, I have to at least try. So I said, well, how did you get into it? He goes, I hired a coach. And I was like, well, how did I not know that? Duh. <laughs> so I hired his coach. Mm. who happened to be the guy that toured with Andrew Dice Clay for like 20 years. Hello. So this was not only a great comedian who has toured forever, but he knows the inside game. He knows his, his, his name is down there on the comedy store painted. He was a regular at the comedy store. Like this guy is, he's been around. He, he, uh, man, he knew all the guys early on Rogan and all the guys before they were ever big. Mm. So this guy's been around for fucking ever. And, and I learned it from him. And it was, I was so nervous. This is what he told me on our, uh, after our first session, we got together and he just said, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? Tell me what's this. Why, why do you think you're funny? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, okay. And he said, all right, next time you're going to come back. And I want you to give me five minutes of comedy. And we were sitting in a Starbucks. We were sitting in a Starbucks at the handicap table. So it was, that was us. <laughs> and he goes, I want you to walk in to the Starbucks as if you're walking on the stage and I want you to sit down and give me your five minutes to me. Oh man. Okay. So that moment you felt walking into your first thing with all the pressure that, right there, <laughs> that was actually, that was the, that was the scariest moment I've ever had in my entire life giving a quote unquote talk, which was trying to do five minutes of comedy in front of a comedic legend at Starbucks at, at sitting at the handicap table, Starbucks at the <laughs> handicap table. Jeez. And the morning wrote i said hey this is kind of dumb man um why don't i just why don't we just work on some stuff together i want you kind of teach me this and he said are you the coach now fuck dude no i went to jesse i'm like look at this fucking dickhead he wants me to do this 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 and she goes he's not wrong i was like fuck so it was me going to that Starbucks thing. I was shitting bricks, shitting. I had already been on stage in front of 
Tony Robbins, 7,000 people. I'd already done all these cool speaking gigs. And I'm sitting in front of one man, scared out of my fucking wits. And I knew why I was scared. It's because I was afraid he was going to tell me, you don't have it. And I dreamed of being this comedian. I was too scared to do it. I, I dreamed of being it so much that if this man who had all the knowledge and the keys of the kingdom told me, you don't have it, then he would tell me, I don't have it. That's what I was actually afraid of. And so I went and I did the thing and I put myself through it. This is why I was so commendable for you guys. And I knew how much, because I had walked through that door in that way, because that meant something to me. Like I wanted to do stand-up comedy. I just didn't believe I could do it. Nobody told me I could, nobody tell. And he, and we started there and he goes, you have four of the five things that already would make a, a, an amazing comedian. I go, what? He goes, you have stage presence. You know who you are. You know your voice. Although I go, what's the fifth thing? He was actually writing good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's just not funny. That's the only problem. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but we got stuff to work with. We got stuff to work with. He goes, you can do this, Keith. I really believe you can do this. Yeah. And so I did about two to 250 shows um, by about show 100, show 125, because I had spent thousands of hours on stage before. It's just the understanding of the jokes. I understood the timing. I really kind of got into the, by, by show 100, I was already performing at the improv and the comedy store. I was performing at the comedy store in the belly room, the same time Rogan was performing in the main room. And I was never the worst comedian. I wasn't always the best, but I was always top two or three because I just kind of got it. And how, so that's my journey. Then I performed on the strip like three or four times a week for like six months at night. So I saw all different crowds, all different venues, all different things. I got to really go through the hyper growth because that's how I am. I'm the way you are. I'm like, I'm going to dive into something. I want to do it. I want to do it. And uh, I sort of put it on my own shows and, and bringing other comedians in and so I got to know some other comedians. I was like, hey, you guys want to come perform on this show? I didn't mind paying to be on some stages. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. If I'm going to spend $200 on sushi, I might as well spend $200 and go get 10 minutes on stage time at a real fucking place in front of a real fucking audience because open mics are bullshit. Mm. Open mics are total fucking bullshit. They, I don't think they actually help you become a better comedian. That's my opinion. But um, anyhow, that being said, I started to realize that you can actually write things and say things in a certain way that will get a knee-jerk reaction laugh almost every single time. Not every single time, almost every single time. Now, I want you to tell you this. Anytime I talk about stand-up comedy, I understand that even though I performed on some of the coolest stages with some of the coolest comedians, and I wasn't the worst comedian, the level that a good comedian, like a real comedian has compared to me, it's, it's night and day. It's like first grade mm -hmm. versus fucking doctor. Like, so I say that because if there's ever a comedian that ever sees this and watches this, like my respect level for a true stand-up comedian that does it day in, day out and sells shows and all the stuff, there, there's such a respect level. for. Us. So I have, I have, I can do stand-up comedy. And no one's going to think, oh, he's never done it before. They're going to think, oh, he's funny. I've, sometimes I've heard people like, you're the funniest guy on the show. Mm -hmm. But real stand-up comedy, like those guys are so fucking elitist, ridiculous. So I just have to say, I always say that because I don't want any of like real comedian friends of mine to hear this. <laughs> I want them to really, I want them to know that it is the hardest fucking art. It's the hardest art out there that I've ever seen. And it's mm -hmm. instant. So what it taught me was how to read a crowd very, very well. That's how it translated into the stand-up, how to in, stand in my in, into my thing. I'm always asking, what's funny about this? 
And I realized this is the other thing about stand-up comedians is they're very vulnerable with shit that they think that might be awkward. And they say it and most room goes, yeah, I thought that. Shit, I thought I was the only one who thought that, but I wasn't. You, And so therefore you become instantly, they, comedians know how to relate very, very well to people. Usually because they're, they've come from deep insecurities. And so they've had to quickly relate to people because they didn't want to be cast out or ostracized from the group. And I'm sure there was probably a lot of that in me as well when I started. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, I've seen you give your, you know, your marriage game speech a few times, a couple of times on just recording, but in person too at my event. But your your ability to read the room and, and the crowd work that you do is is something that definitely separates you from most of the self-improvement, you know, improve your life, improve your money game, your married game, whatever, you know, a lot of times it just, it, I think you said it earlier, but talking to someone, right. Or, or at someone instead of with someone, the crowd work instantly just opens people up, you know, and it makes, it, it makes it an experience. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, I, I listened to this fucking married talk and it like had a couple of cool points. It was like, I went and experienced the talk, right? I experienced Keith Yaki. Like that, that's what I think, you know, speaking of insecurities, like that's what I want someone to say after they hear me speak or talk, right? Is like, hey, I experienced Josiah, like, man, what a what an amazing experience that was. Yeah. And that stand-up background, I think, has helped with that. But, you know, I, taking the lessons you laid out, it's like, hey, you hire someone who knows what the hell they're doing. You know, you listen to them. You actually do the work, even if it's the most uncomfortable. I mean, dude, <laughs> if you had said, hey, first thing we're doing, boys, we're going to Starbucks. You're walking in one by one and you're going to give it to, I'd be like, you fuck. Yeah, I'm out, dude. Is LAX? How close is LAX? Like, yeah, exactly. Uber, <laughs> yeah. please. Um Hey, real quick, I, I want to tell you one more thing to the comedy thing yeah. real fast. When you say the experience, you got to experience Keith Yagi, I also picked that up from stand-up comedy because yeah. I've seen some of my favorite comedians on, you know, you, it, most people don't know this, but comedians will usually tour for a year with their material, get it just absolutely sharp, as sharp as possible. Then they'll record their special. So that's like, it's, yeah. it's recorded forever. Well, a lot of times they'll be coming through the Hollywood, La Jolla, Orange County. They come through the thing. And if it's one of my favorite comedians, like Bill Burr, if he's in LA, Orange County and San Diego, I'm going to all three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen Bill Burr up close like that uh, a couple different times. And what I realized is, yes, the jokes that you see in the special were the jokes, but it was the banter with the crowd, the creating the moments, the experience in each literally same city. If they do eight shows, eight shows, those are, they're different shows, man. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool that on every podcast, every talk, every speech, every anything, there was something new, something, something creative, something that we got to experience. And they go, the guy fucking never quits. Like there's, yeah, I've never heard that story before. I never heard that joke. I never heard that thing. And I always like consciously do that because of what I experienced from comedians coming through town. I love that. I love that. And as a comedian, sometimes I would do four or five shows into a weekend. Cause I was the opener mm. and I would hear, and I would realize every show was different because of the crowd work. That's what actually made the crowd go. This is a one of one experience. And I'm fucking creating it with this dude. I sat front row with Jim Jeffries, bro. Mm. He called me fucking Ryan Seacrest on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
dude, Jim Jeffries <laughs> called me that. I got to experience that. It wasn't him doing jokes. It, it was, dude, so that's, I've taken that from there, which is why I do so much crowd work because ultimately, as you know, it's not me trying to give someone clarity. It's me giving them the opportunity to get clarity from within so they'll actually take action on it. And that's one of the frameworks that we talk about and how important it is for us and how vulnerable you have to be as a speaker to go into the crowd and to ask a direct question from somebody and they can say anything you want and you're not rattled. Mm. And it happens. And I test the water a lot. You'll see in my spots, I'll go and put my hand on someone's shoulder. I'm like, are you okay with that? And they're like, I'm not okay with that. I'm like, all right, well, never mind. I'm not giving it to you. I'll give it to somebody else. <laughs> it's, it's no matter what they say, if they're like, I like that, I'll go, my like, that's a good shoulder. Well done. And yeah. if he's with a wife, I'll look there. I'm like, I bet you like these shoulders, don't you? <laughs> it's that's just natural because that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. as you guys were saying, I was saying, guys, it's not about being a comedian. It's about saying the stuff with the crowd in the moment that everybody's kind of thinking. That's actually mm -hmm. the most funny stuff. Dude, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking you've made me really dive into like just levels of why I do what I do. But I was thinking like, when, when, when have I been the most confident and also the most funny, right? Like when am I genuinely like, holy shit, this guy's funny as shit, right? Because people do tell me like, like even in my yearbook from high school, like you're so fucking funny, right? Like, and so I'm like, how do I get that magic and like do it whenever? And I realized it's when I'm with my brother is like one of the funniest times. Like even if I'm at a party with him, right? Like I play off of him, right? Yeah. And I'm like, just, I don't know. I My comfort level is at a different level. Yeah. Uh, but also back in my single days, uh, my wife will love this one, by the way, uh, <laughs> where I used to go out with the guys and we'd be in Vegas at a pool party or whatever. I could talk to anybody, right? Like I was just like the guy who could be just the normal, but also like very, very conversational and everybody would flock to me and I'd talk to people, right? And it's because I was just in my element and I was just very, just being myself, no shits given, right? Like just being me. Cause I'd say whatever is on my mind, like whatever, like I don't yeah. give a shit. Right. And that's how you have to be, you know, it's not about trying to like trying to do your jokes. Like if I was like, Hey, what, what's your name? Oh, Keith, of course it is. Or whatever your joke is. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Which is fucking hilarious, but it's cause yeah. it's you, right. Just me. But like, that's not me. You know, yeah. and, and I can't do that. I might do it like, but I'll know in my head, like, yeah, it's not me. Right. Yeah. But if I'm just genuinely like I, me, like, what would I say in this situation? What would I do? What do I notice that I want to pick out that? Yeah. Okay. Me, uncomfortable me and insecure me wouldn't put, put out, but comfortable me. Oh yeah. I'm just calling that out, dude. Like it, maybe it's not even funny, like funny, funny. It's just like raw, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and people, but people yeah. appreciate that. Dude, like I've walked in over to park. I'm like, oh my God, who shit their pants? That's one, one of you motherfuckers farted right now, which, okay. You know what? I'm not going to call you out, but listen, knock that shit off. I can't even come over here and have a good conversation with you doing that to my nostrils. And I'll turn around and go to the other side and everyone's losing their shit. Somebody I know fucking busted their ass. We don't know who it is. I didn't really want to call out, but I call my, oh God, what the fuck happened over here? That's exactly what would happen at a party. If it's like, so yeah. they go, oh my God, he's not afraid to call it the person that farted. You know what I mean? I, I burp sometimes. I go, oh shit. Oh man, guys, I had a protein drink right before I came up here. My bad, dude. And they're like, he's one of us, except yes. he has actually all the shit we want. So he must know something we don't. He's got financial abundance. His wife absolutely fucking loves and adores him. His friends think 
the world of him. You know, like his kids hang all over him. Like, but he's also saying, who fucking farted in the corner over here? And you're in trouble. And I'll come back in 10 minutes when this is cleared out. But you're not getting any more talking from me or interaction from me for a minute. Like, that's what you could, I, you know, for 100% yeah. sure, I would say that. If that happened again, I would say it again. But that's me. Yep. Because guess what? I've been a dude that's farted in a speech before. <laughs> and so I... I I, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that, you know, that shit, that's me, my, my bad, my bad, my bad. I couldn't hold it, man. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever it is, is you're being <sighs> who you are and people mm. are not used to seeing that. Yeah. They will pay just to watch it because they're like, how did he just say that? How did he just admit to that insecurity? Mm. Because it, the insecurity doesn't have any power over him anymore. He's already admitted. What are you going to tell him? You can mm. tell him this thing he just told you? Well, that looks silly. And if they do, you just go, is there a fucking echo in here? I just told you I'm insecure about that. And you just echoed it. So thank you. You heard me. Appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? No? Okay, good. Are we good? All right, fucking high five, dude. You saw what I saw. Well, we must fucking think the same way. We must both be awesome. Next. And you go on. That, this, this is the, the nuance of what makes someone go, I cannot fucking wait to hear what this guy has to say. Yeah. Especially if you've already heard his talk, but you know that every time it's different because there's a whole different fucking new set of people in front of him. Mm. We're getting to some of the, the nuance here and I love it because it's exciting, but those are all things I've taken away from stand-up comedy. Yeah. Well, dude, this is, I mean, I'm getting excited just to come out and, and do the class again. And I know, so you have one coming up, right? There's, there's yep. another one that people can still, or is this one, is this one full and you're trying to fill? No, we've next? got, I've got a couple more spots. Okay. <clears throat> um, I just don't, I won't, I won't take it over 10 mm. because as you saw how interactive it was and how much it was, um, there's just so much that goes on. Obviously, you know, I sit behind the, the pool table and I've got a video that explains everything. If any of your people want to want to go to it, I can, we can put the link somewhere and you can send it out or yeah. however you do it. But the bottom line is, is we are doing one June 30th and July 1st. So literally in like a month Beautiful. and it's here in Dana Point. It's at the man cave. Um, it's, it's ran very specifically how I, and, and each speech I'm looking for something different. I'm, I'm going to tell you everything I catch, but there's an actual purpose and reason for each one. And it's what I'm looking to get. And ultimately what you guys all get, my, my goal for all of you and goal for anybody who comes out to this is yes, you'll become a better speaker. Yes, you'll do this. Yes, you do this. But really what happens and the reason why those are all the fruit of one thing that happens with inside a man and you go, wait, the more I'm me, the better this thing lands. Mm. And it's really stripping away. Remember speech two, I told you guys this. I want you to be you. The more you're you, the more we lean in. That's why people love listening to my conversations while I talk, because I'm like, I used to think this, it got me this shitty fucking result. And I now do this and it got me an amazing result. Mm. Here's why I used to do this. Insecurity, fear of man, fear of whatever. I said, you know what? That's giving me a shitty result. Fuck all that. And I started doing this and I'll tell you, and then you're like, but it wasn't that much of a change. I'm like, exactly. Mm. That's what happened. You guys all were, and anybody who comes in here, you guys are all so powerful who you are. 
But our world, specifically our society now, does not like you to be who you are. They want you to be who they want you to be. And so when you are who you are, the original version of you, high performer people love originals. Nobody wants shoes that you took to Home Depot and spray painted red on the bottom. They want the original red bottom shoe. So that's, that's, that's the, th being an original is super easy because you are an original. There's no other Josiah Navak. There's no other fucking anybody like you and there's nobody else like the person. Mm -hmm. And there's some incredible strengths you have, man, that when you let them out, like your humor and your thing and you're this, bro, you become uh, captivating. And the whole purpose of all of this is how do we keep and hold people's attention so that they actually take action and have a true transformation? And how you say it, a transformation that's forever. What, what, what's your tagline? A permanent transformation. Yes, dude. That's yeah. what it is, man. It's permanent yeah. transformation. It's why Absolutely. we like all the people we like. Because they say shit that we go, that's true. And they don't seem to be offended that other people don't think that's true. It's way easier to stand out nowadays in our society than it ever has been ever because so many people are afraid to just say what's on their mind and say what they believe is true because they're looking for everybody else to validate them. Yeah. Well, you spend two days in the man cave, we're going to fucking get that shit knocked out of you real fast and you're going to be so glad we did. Mm. I do gen genuinely from the heart, this is the most valuable thing I've invested in. Uh, in a long, long time, man. Um, and uh, I'm coming again. Uh, June 30th, unfortunately, I won't be there, but I will be at the next one because I know you'll do another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to start doing more of these because I realized how valuable. I was only going to do it once. Dude, that's crazy. That. Yeah, you did. You did tell me. And, and honestly, I'm so thankful that you're doing more of them because I'll come to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously, no, I mean, I... I want my my close friends and the clients that we have uh, who want to level up, who want to be an expert communicator, and and honestly, dude, like like you said it perfectly. There's so many people just being copycats, kind of falling in line. It's like, oh, you're you're the same, you're the same, you're the same. Cool, heard that before, heard that before. But being genuine and being yourself, those are the people that we really that we really follow. You know, yeah. those are people that we idolize in a way, right? Where we're like, man, that dude just, he doesn't care. You know, like you, you even asked this and well, I want to give away too much, but shit, I'll give away a little bit. So you asked, you know, who are, who are your favorite people to watch speak? And I wrote Dave Chappelle. That was my favorite person. Uh, one of my favorite people, but yeah. why is that? Cause that dude don't give a shit. He yeah. doesn't care what you think about him. Yeah, he will tell you to go kick rocks, pound sand, dude. Like, I don't care what you're offended. Good. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. you adore that. And that's why shows get sold out instantly when he's coming to town. DC yeah. comes to DC, bro. I got to be like ready on my phone, like 7 a.m. Hit the buy button or else it's 701. The tickets are gone. Right. That's why. So Crazy. not to not to be Mr. Salesy, but dude, to be honest, if you're not there, this is a huge wasted opportunity. If you can get to Dana Point June 30th, July 1st, do it. Because I know you're not guaranteeing another one, but no, I, we, we will do more. We will do more, Josiah. But here's 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 the rub. 
Actually, I have people that are signed up for the next one and they've just been sending me deposits and I'll tell you mm -hmm. why. Taylor's coming to June, July, June 3rd. He told, I told him all about it and he's like, can I promote this? He's a beast. And, and he's like, I can fill that thing up for the next 10. Oh yeah. Well, Pete Vargas, do you know Pete? Of course. One of my, one of my four horsemen. Yep. Um, he and I are doing a mastermind June 15, 16, 17 in the Colorado Hills with about 35 of our, our, our close buddies that did some stuff with us a while back. And uh, there's a, Pete's probably going to help me promote this as well. Like, Hell so yeah, I'm yeah. having people take deposits for the next one, even if we don't know what the dates are, simply because between those, those two people, I could literally be booked out for the next two years, solid cash collected two years straight. For, and, and do 10 of these a year. So I could sell probably 20 of them out with just those two guys. And a couple of my other friends are wanting, like you are like, dude, I got to tell my tribe about this. Madsen's like, I got to tell my tribe about this. Balazs like, I got to tell my tribe. Like everyone's like, that yeah. was it. It was like, I got to tell everybody about this. What the fuck? And so I'm encouraging, even if people can't make the June 3rd, July 1st to somehow reach out to us and, and let's create a way for them to do that. Cool. So if they, they can get a deposit and because- between these other two guys that are like my bestest friends in the world, I don't know if there's going to be spots. And I don't even say that in like a, a, I hope it doesn't come across as a weird way. It's just, I just know what these two guys do. I know what we did. I know what it was. And I know how valuable it is. And frankly, at the price that we did it at, um, both those guys are like, well, why, well, you, you know, that's worth two or three times that, right? Like you've set these people free for the rest of their life. And I go, I get it. Yeah. Well, so, so I do say that it's not false scarcity. It's not this. If anybody looks at the two people I just talked about, if they know that they really are my closest best friends in the world that want to continue to help people get changed through this vehicle. I, I'm, I'm convinced that we need to do a lot more of these. Agreed. I mean, high, high performers, you know, if you're someone out there who just wants to win, you know, in, in all parts of life, I, I say it all the time, you know, fitness is, the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, but fitness isn't just working out. It's putting in reps, man, with whatever you suck at, with whatever you don't feel like you're the best at. If you're not the best, man, not to quote a Ricky Bobby movie, but man, if you're not first, you're last, dude. Like, I don't like that feeling, right? So I want to be the best version of me. I want to be number one Josiah version. Uh, and that's why I'll be at another one of these and I'll watch the recordings you send me probably every week <laughs> for a long time. It's the best money I've spent in a very long time. And I even bought a new car recently. So there, there you go, dude. Oh yeah. You um, know what's so crazy? Josiah, you, John, Brad, like, and, and the other people that are coming that like to the next one, the, these are like my genuine, you guys are my real friends. Mm. Like my real, and, and I did this for you. Like my first initial heart was no man, Josiah, dude, you've got a life-changing fucking program. You got to say it in a life-changing way, John, yeah. you got a life-saving program. You can say it in a life-changing way, Balaj, you're setting people fucking free, bro. You sell more of what you do than anybody on planet earth. And you in, are in contact with more like, so it was just this thing that I was like, guys, these, you're my friends. You have to fix this. Yeah. And then I realized. Oh my God, it didn't just work. It worked so amazing. It was like a miracle, but we could do it over again. It was like magic, but it never went away, man. Yeah. So that's the vibe, dude. And so I appreciate you coming out and playing full out. Like you, uh, bro, like your prep work for it, all of it, just you, you, you are world-class in preparation and getting the shit done. And you have a lot of people that are world-class like you 
that follow you, that are part of your tribe, that listen to this podcast. And uh, it, this, if, if, if they even look at it anything more than just a, what, a challenge, challenge myself to become a great communicator in, in any circumstance, Thank you, bro. And by the way, when you said that in the testimonial, this was the best transformational, most, you know, whatever, whatever. I did not see that until AK got them all done and sent them back wow. to me. I was like, fuck, Josiah. Wow, dude, yeah. that was a huge, it was a huge props to, to, to what happened. And it made me feel really amazing. Well, it was you and the burrito I had too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, dude, Mike's, Mike's beat shack is the bomb. Bro, that is the best burrito I've ever had. So if you, worst case scenario, you'll at least get the best view and burrito you've ever had and and coffee was fucking good too i'm a coffee snob so coffee was good Amen, but dude. dude in all seriousness where can my crew reserve a spot if they get in for this one cool but make sure they get in this year where, where can they reserve a spot right now okay so we're going to have um it's i'm just gonna have to send you the link cool i'll make I sure i don't have a vanity url yet i just have like a click funnels keith yaki something whatever um they're making no issue. something this week so i just we'll give a link that you can just send out guys just so you know listen to the end of the show i'll put the link uh, i'll come i'm gonna record just where to go keith and i will sort it out you're you just just keep listening wherever you are just hit fast forward and get to the good part <laughs> but yeah we got you covered man we got you covered cool that's amazing man um Bro, I can't wait till we hang out again. Um, it will be yeah. this year for sure. It's already June 1st, which is nuts. But what's even crazier is we only met in March or February. So yeah. it's only been a couple. I feel like I've known you for years, bro. Same. Uh, which is cool. And uh, you are who you say you are times 10 in real life, um, which is which is just amazing. You're a good dude. Uh, and I don't mean like a good dude who's casually a good dude like you're a fucking rock star man um and i and i appreciate you appreciate you and jesse because man jesse is your partner in crime uh she was there helping us out too which didn't really get a chance to thank her as much as i wanted to but she has really been a help as well um me and my wife love you guys so we can't same. wait to hang out again dude same man thanks for having me on i'm looking forward and as you know whoever comes out uh from your audience we're gonna take good care of them and um yeah. Dude, maybe 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 they'll uh, maybe they'll be able to give a little three to five minute talk at your next live event based off of what they learned here. Absolutely, we have. Wouldn't that be cool, dude? I'm getting I'm getting this podcast out to all of the people that we want to have speak at some point, right? And oh, I'm perfect. saying, hey, I want you to come speak, but <laughs> I need you to do you, this man. first. Yeah. <laughs> For their sake, not even for your for sake. Yes. For Just so you can impact millions of lives, man. Like even Mark Jennison was asking me afterwards, how was it? I said, fuck, dude, where were you? Yeah. Like you got to get to the next one, man. Your message is so epic. Yeah. This will just make it even better. Uh, and he was like, all right, I'm coming. I'm coming. So yeah, no, he's yeah. People like that guys who are studs just got to, got to, got to get the framework, baby. And well, dude, the fact that for me, it's so exciting because I know a guy like you and Mark and John and everybody that we that comes here, basically. And, and you don't have to be leading the movement or have a big tribe to come do this. You, you can be a solo dude that just wants to be an ass kicker. Yep. But the fact that I get to share this thing with you guys that you then go, it, it feels really fucking cool, man, to be the stone that dropped in the water <laughs> and have all these fucking ripples come off. Cool. <laughs> Just don't play pool with Keith because he will fucking murk you, dude. <laughs>
this might that's, be true. That's the only big, only downside. Uh, but anyway, well, it's, right, it's right here. It's warm and ready for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching the next few, but right, anyway, bro. bro. Hey man, it's always a pleasure. Give my best to, uh, to Jesse and the crew. Same with Michelle and the crew. Much we'll love, bro. Soon, Thanks man. for having me on, man. You got it. That wraps up today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the true transformation podcast. And don't forget to check out butcher box. My kids are absolutely over the moon with these chicken nuggets. You can get chicken nuggets for a year plus 10% off your first box when you go to butcherbox.com forward slash true and use code true, T-R-U-E at checkout. Go check them out. They're great friends of mine. And man, they have an incredible product. Excited for you to check out their meats and their nuggets and just make eating healthy that much more convenient. Until next time, life moves fast. Make it count. Talk to you soon. Peace.